America's oldest beer. Maybe they should have changed the recipe by now. Just give me the same fucking thing I drink every night when I go home and try to escape my sad existence. I'll suck your dick. The fancy pop section was missing an important ingredient this week. Hello and welcome. We are back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host. This is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program, episode number 154. Thank you for being a part of what we do here. Joining me now, you know him very well. His name is Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing as well as can be expected, but I, I, I really, we, we don't want to be having a political show, but... No. <laughs> It's fucking it's it's out of control that every news story is is about the Trump presidency now, like trying to sift through stories for the week. And like every sports story is about how somebody reacts to things. It's just it's nonstop. The, it's we're we're going to talk about some um, prop bets later. And I don't I don't yeah. know if this is on the list, but I would wager that you could wager on this somewhere um, over under total the total in the Super Bowl. Versus the number of days of Donald Trump's presidency. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, just just the only good thing that comes of it is seeing Nazis get knocked out. I saw another That's video enjoyable. of a new Nazi getting knocked out today. That's there. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. The problem is, is that there's apparently so, so many more Nazis than we originally. <laughs> I thought it was, this was a very. I thought that was done. I thought the PK was really, done. Yes. Like, yeah. They're all out there now. There's all like Nazis. What is this? Indiana Jones? Yes, they're all out Over? there. Their faces are not melting. <laughs> they're they're all out there, and they're all uh, having their their views. They're they're very horrible, horrific, awful opinions. They're having them confirmed by the highest office in the land and the most powerful man in the world. That so. jerk off. That jerk off uh, who got punched. Oh yeah, fuck him. But he said videos too. Last night he's tweeting like making fun of the mosque in Quebec City. Like he's he is deserving of a punch every time he's seen. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. I, is, does he live in Brooklyn? How's that even possible? Oh. Uh, Did I make that up? I could have made that up. I don't know. Anything's possible. I know. <laughs> I I didn't know these people existed. So if you yeah. told me he was in my neighbor, I would. I, right. I guess I'd have be to believe shocking. it now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just. We talked. Was it last week? We talked mm. about Phil Jackson. No, oh my it was god! A couple weeks ago, and now I see that Phil Jackson is desperate to get rid of Carmelo Anthony, and he's going to give it the 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 limited like, haul. I'm, I just I I don't I'm not really a big NBA fan. I like the Lakers and Lakers. Like a bag of coins, he's yeah, getting. I'm just. The only thing I care about in the NBA right now is how little Phil Jackson gets in return for Carmelo Anthony. I really, oh. re- also, I also want to see how bad, how much worse the team that Carmelo Anthony goes to becomes once once he's added or de- subtracted to the team. Uh, but I'm really, really interested to see how to to see if he can bag a big haul of Austin Rivers and some other guys for Carmelo Mel- Anthony. <laughs> Melo. Is seemingly fine in the in the locker room, like yeah. the, the the guys seem fine with him, and Phil is treating him like one of those clubhouse cancers that you're just like I gotta get at get him out of here at all costs. 
the reason why all this is happening is because Phil has just fucked up with every move, yeah, including giving giving Mello a no trade clause when nobody else was offering him that. So he just bid against himself for that. But it became a thing where Phil needs to do something or he's about to be out. And Mello is like, I'm not waving the no trade clause unless, you know, unless it's like to one of three teams. And the, the Clippers, I guess, were one of them. Yeah. And he, he said, you know, the Clippers are like, we'll take him, but we will not give up DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, or Blake Griffin. Right. And he's like, okay, I'll take uh, <laughs> J.J. Redick and the coach's son, who normally would be in the D-League. Right. Okay, exactly, I'll do that. Yeah, done. Done deal. Like, because he he put a no trade clause on a guy like he's a fucking yes. idiot and like it's great I love, uh, it. I love I, it I really I I would like to see video of him punch more than the Nazi at this point yeah that would be good that's pretty funny um I, and I like that he does all this stuff like is he even actually in New York because I know that when he took this job he'll be like hey um, by the way I'm gonna be in Montana most of the time because I got a bad yeah. back <laughs> it's great I love <laughs> it he has a bad back <laughs> who and wouldn't then, want that job there was a uh, that like the NFL, the NBA started doing like a combine, which is smart. Having these guys run three and th- three on three against each other, and and you know testing their measurables. And while that was going on this past year, Phil Jackson is ta- is is Instagramming pictures from Woodstock. Like, yeah, this is where it all began. <laughs> and it's great. It's like, hey, buddy, you've got like one fucking job. It's to draft and trade and right. evaluate players. Here's a chance that, like, even if you don't draft the guy, you could evaluate him three years from now. You know who he was. You meet with people. Nope. Nope. He's going to Woodstock to it, see where uh, that farm was. Yeah, you're the GM. You got you to gotta be there. Like, Mitch Kupchak is the GM of the Lakers. And that guy is always, like, flying to France to watch some Euro play. Like, he's all, all over the place because you got you to gotta go. You got to see these guys play, right? Yeah, and I hated I hated Dolan, the owner, mostly because he was just he he just moved through management nonstop, firing people, and then all of a sudden everything stopped. Now now there's no there's no time to fire him. Fire that fucking guy. He's terrible. I know. I just I I really want it to get much much worse because it it angers you. It's getting there. Yes, it's getting there. That's great. I love it. Uh, it's nice that sports are supposed to be the escape from the, the shitty reality outside, and this is the sports I have to escape to. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Phil Jackson. It's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, what do you want? Do you have anything else? I have some Super Bowl prop bets. This. Let's, oh, let's that is the Super one Bowl thing. Bet. That's the one thing I, I am sort of happy about. Is the fact that our our nation, our uh, the moral fiber of our nation, is imploding around us, has kept us from having to watch a week's worth of Super Bowl hype. That that is something. And although I could not give a fuck about either of these teams, I mean, I'm obviously cheering against the Patriots, right? Of course, but. I'm really looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday because <laughs> I have told myself that's the first time I'm going to have a drink uh, in 2017. So, yes, I'm looking forward to that day. I um yeah I don't know uh, I I'm in that situation. You you're in the situation a lot more than me. Uh, where my partner, my better half, she's yeah. out of pocket for like the whole week, Ooh. and it's like you're like all Wait, of, you're just sitting around. Yeah, it's like. What do I do? Like, 
should I call one of my buddies and see if he wants to do a happy hour, get some drinks, some dinner one of these nights? It's like all, all like all of your worst or the stuff that you're easily able to avoid most of the time, all of a sudden you're by yourself and you're like, oh, I want to do that. Like I want to go yeah, out what if, like you just What if you have some frustrating moments with kids? That's Yes. And- it just adds to the need to like I gotta yeah. take the fucking edge off here. Yeah, I know. I almost I almost cracked the other night and had a scotch. I was it was Saturday night and kids put the kids to bed and everything was chill. You know, I was watching something on Netflix and I'm like, you know what? It would be so good. Just one drink. I'm just gonna have one drink. But the problem is, is that it's 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 like a snowball. Tommy Lasorda tells the story. I don't I think Tommy Lasorda might be have have seen better days. I think he, you don't see him as much around, but he would always tell the story and he would tell it real slow. He go, it's like that snowball. It starts out like he doesn't, he doesn't realize it, that everyone understands the concept of a snowball. So he tells, Oh, he's got to, he's he got to describe it's like, what a snowball. it's like that snowball. It's just starts out a little, as a little bit of snow. And then it starts <laughs> rolling down the hill and it gets, gets a little bit bigger and you, everyone's looking at each other like, well, slow down, slow down. I can tell this, like everyone understands what the snowball effect and it just, <laughs> it gets bigger and bigger. And uh, before you know it, you got this huge snowball. It's taken out the whole town. Yeah, we get it. The, if you have a scotch, if you have one sc- and, and double down for Christmas, I got a couple of nice bottles of scotch. Mm. And so I had a couple sips before the new year, but then the, the year switched over, dry January, chilling out, leaning out, working on my diet, and I'm like, haven't been drinking. And I'm just, I'm looking at them right now. I've set up my, my here in my podcast studio and just have my liquor across from me in the, in the studio here. And it just, I just really want one of those drinks. And I almost had one Saturday night, but I knew that would probably turn into maybe a couple beers the next day. Right. It's like, it's all or nothing. You know, you got to just, yeah, that's, that's what I, I'm accused of. I'm all or nothing. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And, and the other day, Michelle's like, Hey, look pretty good. And my first instinct was like, man, I should probably reward myself. Yes, totally. By yes. undoing my good deed. It's the same. You're like, I've, I've had five hard workouts this week. I, you know, I've had nothing but chicken and broccoli, like, like not one fucking cheat, not one anything. Like I'm due a glass of scotch. But it's it's a slippery slope, and then yep. maybe, maybe you know the next weekend you have a little dessert, and then all of a sudden, hey, it's Friday night. Somebody calls, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Come out and have some beers, and it's like boom, 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 boom. It's like that snowball yeah. it starts out as a little yeah, tiny snowball. My twelve hundred egg whites this month. I'm I'm, I'm ready yes. for something else. No, I get it. Um, okay, do you want you want some prop? Of course, the prop the props I looked at have nothing to do with the game, right? Of course. Okay. Uh, Remember that one year? The one, the one year we did it, maybe two years ago, yeah. is the most egregious when an opera, opera singer, singer went under. She that went, was unreal. She, opera singers milk every note. She went under, but they she they gave her like the fix was in. Vegas knew. They're like it was an opera singer because I think they the the line was around two thirteen. And a mm-hmm. good line for the, I think a typical line for the, um, for the, uh, what's the name? What's the song? The national anthem. Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, yeah. Is, is like a little over two minutes, like right around two minutes. And I think last year it was 203 or 204, depending on where you got in. 
and Gaga got up there and she did it and she like drug she it did out. Like, she did like a double note at the end. Or yes, something, right? she, she drug it out. There was some controversy. She drug it out and she barely went over. Like she went over like half a second. So really you expect an opera singer to really be holding every note and go like 230, but it's hard to really drag it out too long. But yes, that was shocking. Right. Uh, uh, also, that was the same year. That was when the Super Bowl was in New York, and it was like fourteen degrees. And one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the bets was what color gloves would the opera singer be wearing? Right. And she fucking and she went no gloves. She went, or something? she went no gloves. She she blew up the whole thing because she and she, this is another thing that Vegas knew about or thought about that that laymen like you and I didn't think about. She's a she's a baller, world renowned opera singer. She had a fucking diamond ring. The size of an avocado uh, on her finger. She like, wanted a peacock. Yeah, she was. She wasn't gonna wear ring or uh, wear gloves for the two mi- minutes ten seconds that she was singing that song <laughs> because she needed you to see that diamond on her hand. Okay, so speaking of that, hold on. I think I have it here. It's this year the anthem is being sung by something called Luke Bryan with a Y. And I don't know who this guy sounds is. very countryish, he's right? Country. I think he's like that pop country that's very terrible. They use more auto tune than Bone Thugs. Yeah, not 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 uh not like Willie Nelson. Right. This is that's like right. this that's is like uh, the Toby Keith stuff, right? Not Americana. This is what they call music row country. Um, so there's some odds on him, but hold on, I had. Oh yeah, here's his national anthem. Over under on the length of Luke Bryan's national anthem. One minute fifty eight seconds. Mm, that's pretty short. It's pretty short. But that's remember, very... Gaga Wait, went. That... Gaga went two oh four last year, and that's Gaga. I don't know anything about this Luke Bryant, but if he's like these typical uh, Nashville dudes, he's really in love with himself. Like he's gonna want to yeah, be out he, there. We, I, I, I tend to say over for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's more fun that way to root for the over. Right. I, I like the over there too. I'm just going to make some notes here in case we want to come back to these. Uh, mo- That's right. In sports, you always you always cheer for the over, right? Because then every every time there's a point scored, it's it's taken a little bit out of you. Totally. You, you want to cheer for more. Yeah, more, not fewer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's another one. Odds: Luke Bryan wears cowboy boots. And blue jeans. Now this is one of those <laughs> That's off the board, right? You would think it's off the board. You're getting a good number here, Ed. Four to one. Four. Uh, what? Four to one. So you wager a dollar to make four. You wager a hundred dollars to make four hundred dollars. I, I don't. I think that's all they wear. And also, I, I, I don't know. I can't picture them wearing anything else. The game like many of the listeners to this program, is in Houston, Texas, Ed. Of course he's going to be wearing cowboy boots and jeans. Yeah, well... You're going to want to take that one, right? Of course. What is he going to wear, leather pants? He's going to wear jeans. Here's... See, I wonder if this is a misprint, because here's, here's the next one. Odds Luke Bryan puts his hand on his heart during the anthem. One to six. Mm, but he's performing. Yeah. How's that? even if he has the utmost respect? I don't. I I say no. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that's you're performing. Like that's not you're, that's not up to you. It's for everybody else to you, do. And you're emoting, and it's like hard. You know, he might be he might have hold the mic with one hand, and with the other hand, he's kind of like fist pumping a little bit. Like I don't I don't really see. You don't want to cross your chest while you're singing, no, right? No, I don't. I don't it's closing things up. Yeah, I don't think like. It appears that hand over the heart is the heavy favorite there, unless I got some bad information. Okay, here's another one. Um, okay, Gaga. Gaga is the halftime show. Okay. Odds of Lady Gaga making an anti-Trump political statement during her performance, visual or vocal, it's got it 10 to 13. Yeah. What, are, what are these odds, by the way? Let's... That's, you get yeah, that's a that's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, you're that's betting, basically one to you're, one. You're betting 130 bucks to win 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I right. I, I would say I would say she's definitely going to do something, right? She I mean she wore fucking like meatball skirts and stuff. Like she's she's always doing weird shit with her apparel. Gaga, like, I you know I'm not I don't really I'm not really into her music. But she does. She puts her money where her mouth is. She also drives a '97 F one fifty Lightning. So it's like she's she's doing her own thing. I feel like for sure she's going to make some kind of statement. Yeah, yeah, she's going to make a statement. And what is is it if she's like, I want to get up here and just you know tell you guys to make a donation to Planned Parenthood? Like that's is that. Considered anti-Trump? That's anti-Trump, right? Of course it is. Okay. And, or if she just puts like, you know, she she raises her arm and her armpits say uh, ACLU on them. Like she she could do any of that shit. Do, does anybody we know know Gaga? Because that we need to get that message to her. Yeah, like it seems like a pretty easy way to make some money. That's a great, great fucking idea. I love it. Um, odds. That Lady Gaga's belly button will be visible when she begins her performance. Five to eight. That means you wager eight dollars to make five. I don't feel like she's going to be showing her belly button. Yeah, I would say no to start. But doesn't isn't she very big on the outfit changes? Oh, so I yeah. could see at some point. But but to start is to start. I'm going to say no to start. You usually yeah. start with more clothes and end with less. Really good point. Um, also, I don't think I have it here, but I did see that the over-under on outfit changes is two and a half. Over. Over, really? Three outfits in one half? Three out- the halftime's only like 11 minutes. She might hit, hit three outfits by the second song. Wow. Wow. Hard over there. Okay. I mean, yeah. but like, what is an outfit change? Like a different uh, jacket? Like, yeah. I would call that like, an outfit wh- change. Well, you yeah. can't just remove, like if you remove one article and you still have the original, I feel like mm. it's dresses. Like you got to have one dress and go to I'm a still going dress. over. I think I think that's part of I I don't know her music well enough. I yeah. feel like the only thing I know about her is she always looks different every time I see her. Yeah. So I'm going more than um, two and a half. Odds on the primary color of Lady Gaga's hair when she first hits the stage because there could be hair changes. Br- mm. Blonde, which I think is the color she's most known to have. Blonde, two to three. The odds on favorite, but brown three to one, and then the long shots pink 
10 to 1. And this may be a bet here. The field, 14 to 1. I like. I kind of like the field. Yeah, because she could have that. You know. You know what's really in is young broads having like silver hair. Like that's kind of a look right now. Right. She could come out with that. Right. Um, right. Okay. Oh, this is one you'll like here. Over under on commercials featuring Peyton Manning. Over. Yeah. Just whatever the number well, is. The over. Number. Here's the number. One. Oh, absolutely. You tell me there's only the guy's a pitch man for at least three different campaigns that I know of. I've I've said it before, I'll say it again. That guy, if they're paying right, he would endorse genocide. <laughs> yes, good point. Uh and these are kind of fun. Odds that someone falls off the stage during the halftime show. Twelve mm-hmm. to one. But you gotta root for that one. That'd be great. Just put a put but a that, buck on that's it. one put of the five things you always it. want you always want to happen, but like Heck, I mean, then again, we've we've wanted Nazis to get punched, and they have lately, so you never know. Um, odds someone falls off the stage. Um, odds on the number of guest performers during the halftime show, 0.5. She needs one guest. She's going to have a guest, right? I feel like I've never, I, I can't remember a halftime show that didn't have a guest. It seems like they always have guests. Um, last year, whoever it was, was it, was it Yonsei? She brought out, um, Coldplay, which, um, was awful. Yeah. And it was especially awful because he had uh, a particularly cool colorway of, um, Air Jordan threes on that I coveted. And that really annoyed <laughs> me. The, uh, the whole thing about these halftime shows is I, I can't remember. I think maybe one year, the last ten, I was just at home where I could like, like I was like listening and watching. Most of the time, I'm at a bar yeah. or a party or something like that. So I don't, I, I don't even know if the volume's on when I watch these yeah, things. So same. I, I, I rarely even pay attention. But every time you look up, there's a new guest. I miss, I miss the good old days of flipping over to Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I uh, was at the one Super Bowl I was at. And it was a terrible game, but I was there for the Prince halftime show, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. When it rained. Yeah. It rained on One Prince. Super Bowl where it rained. We were in Miami and it rained. I and think, I saw Devin Hester kick off return, which I was pretty cool. I think he might be the last, um, the last performer to actually play live. The, the NFL does not – don't be fooled. The NFL does not allow these people to play live at their halftime show. They don't leave anything to chance. So I, I believe a couple years. You don't years, think the NFL, Cadell is running an authentic right. situation? A couple, I'm, I'm a couple years ago, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a favorite of yours, were performing and they, um, they, their instruments weren't even plugged in. Like they weren't even pretending that they were playing live. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple more of these. Hold on. Oh my God. I've opened up it. Here we go. Um, odds that someone catches on fire during the halftime show, 25 wow. to really, 1. They're really uh, playing into our, yes. our deepest, darkest I mean, secrets here. Put five bucks on it. What's, what could it hurt? Catch on fire. Yeah. That's, I mean, that hasn't happened since Michael Jackson yeah. in, the, in the Pepsi commercial. It happens. It happens. You know, you never know. Um, uh, oh, these are good. Odds the word deflate gate is not mentioned by Buck or Aikman or the sideline reporters during the game, eight to one. Not mentioned. I feel it's, like it's Buck, going to be mentioned if they're up 
17 and it's clear that he's going to win the MVP. They'll mention it there. They're, they're kind of mentioning it, right? What if, what yeah. if, now what if, like Joe Buck thinks he's funny. What if, oh, yeah, he does. Um, what if they get a big lead and, um, they, and Belichick's like, let's just run clock. And then he just starts running trap play, just running up the gut. And, and Joe Buck is like, uh, Looks like the Patriots have really taken the air out of the ball. Like, does that, yeah. is that a deflate? Or I think he might actually have to. Oh, it's the word deflate gate. He has to say deflate gate, mm. which is, uh, seems to be the nomenclature over the, the, com- the competing term ball gazi, which was, which <laughs> I think was the better of the two. Um, odds. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is one you like. We've, we've texted about this. Odds of Joe Buck being clean shaven for the Super Bowl broadcast, 10 to 1, Ed. 10 he's to 1. Not, he loves thinking he's somehow a rugged man. Yeah. He's not going to be clean shaven. Well, he he wants you to look away from those hair plugs. It's a bad scene up there. It really is. And he's. Uh, I saw he was a guest on Stern today, and I was like, I'm not. I, there's nothing interesting that'll come of this interview. I know. I know. There's he's, nothing interesting. He has nothing to offer the world except boredom. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's probably better in an interview situation than he is at calling a football game. Guess what? I was not about to find out. Uh, odds that Fox replay official Mike Pereira is wrong on the first coaches challenge, seven to three. I, be, I don't watch games closely, but I believe this Mike Pereira, he wears glasses. He wears pinstripes. He's suits. very proud of himself. Yeah, I feel like he's, but he's mostly right. Unlike CBS's copycat. Mike Carey, that guy. Mike Carey, who is mostly wrong, including on the first call of last year's, on the first challenge of last year's Super Bowl. You know, when when you think about what, like watching TV versus when you're a kid, the first down line is amazing compared to the old days crazy. where you like crazy. were trying to figure it yes. out. It's crazy to like try to explain to your kids that line used to not be there. But I, I wish I could go back to the days where we didn't check in with a former referee with zero personality. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, you want to go old school? Oh, oh, in your opinion? Hey, asshole. <laughs> I could see the replay the same as you. And like, if that looks like a fumble, I think it's a fumble. If not, I don't need Mike Pereira to back up one of his boys. Be like, you know what? This is a no challenge league. And uh, we're going to, we're going to stick with what the referee called on the field. Like, well, fuck off. Thanks for nothing. What, a, what about, I don't want to get into any conversation of what constitutes a football move. Did he, uh, did, is that a football move? I don't, I don't know. He, he fuck, he caught the ball and the DB tacoed him in half with his helmet uh, into his pelvis. Like uh, to me, that's a football move. I don't know. Uh, okay. Odds, a participating player. And I don't feel like this has happened in a while. And it used to be a pretty regular occurrence. Odds, a participating player is arrested during Super Bowl week, 15 to one. You know, they're, they're, they're- there have been some high-profile guys, but you also hear of guys getting sent home like two days before, like just yeah. the fifty-second guy on the roster. There, they tend to happen. I mean, you just need one out of the hundred and six players to get yeah. sent home. Yeah, that's all it takes. Well, no, he'd have to be arrested. This is an arrest, <laughs> right? A, a, a Eugene Robinson situation. Mm, if it were New Orleans, I would I would uh, say higher. I mean, I don't. 
I don't know, but Houston doesn't seem like as much of a troublemaking town. Good people in Houston. And and the San Diego where Barrett Robbins went down to Tijuana from there. Like he was a crazy person. Like he was he (laughs) came unhinged. He was was shot in an armed robbery a couple of years later in Miami. Like Yes. And he he climbed out of a club and tried to like break into a, a jewelry store. Yes, he was unwell. What remember when Jeff Reardon, the bearded closer, one time all time saves leader Jeff Reardon, he he tried to stick up a, a jewelry store in Scottsdale. Whatever happened with that? He went off the rails. Yeah. Mm. CTE. Okay. And finally, we'll close. Oh no, wait. There's two more. This one's pretty good. Over under. On the height of the tallest player to score a touchdown, six feet three. That's pretty tall. No, I don't know. I mean, is Julio Jones that? That's the thing. I think I, I think he's six three. So that's a push, right? Yeah, because I, I Jones mean, height. that guy, that guy is insane. He's I definitely good. could see him. I can see him scoring. I don't know. I can't think of any other tall like. Julio Jones, six three. I say he's going to score. So um, I'll go what about the who are the who are the? But that would be a push. It would have to be six two and a half or six two and seven eight. But I'd feel I'd feel safe that I'm at least getting the push, and so I'll go over some uh, fluky guy. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what about Martellus Bennett? Is he? Yeah, he's got to be over. He's a big dude. Yeah, six six. Um. So if he got and he's and he's replace Gronkowski. So there's a lot of plays there for the tight end, right? Like maybe he might get one. Right. And sometimes know. doesn't Belichick sometimes run plays yeah. for offensive yes. linemen and they're always tall. So or he'll bring I'm in a, he'll bring in a linebacker. Um who uh who's the tight end for the Falcons? Is this something you know? I can't even believe uh, the Falcons. Also, one of these quarterbacks could run it in and they're both more than 6-3, right? I think the yeah, the Falcons the Falcons, I, I think they have one of those old Stanford tight ends. I don't remember okay. which one, well, but I respect you for not knowing that because I sure wouldn't. Okay, and finally, what color Gatorade will be poured on the winning coach? A lot of. I, I always get it wrong. I say orange because I didn't know that anybody would drink anything but orange. Yeah, why Gatorade. would there be other colors there? And also, a lot of these are tough to tell the difference. Um, orange seven to two, blue fifteen to four. I don't know what year the blue came around, yes. but that, that was a terrible decision. It. I don't support it. Clear slash water, four to one. It's, there's no way they're going to go over to the water one. They're like, hey, let's let's drench coach. Here, grab. And they know what's what. They're not going to go, hey, let's grab water. Right. No, you know, like that's the, no. there's no way they're grabbing. Even it's though, a Gatorade dunk. Like you don't, you don't go to the water. You know where the water is. Yeah, and that's the second favorite. Um, purple. Six to one. There's no such thing as purple Gatorade. This is the no, this I, is a, that's not yeah. no yellow, the original Gatorade color, right? Lemon or right. yeah, yellow. Yeah, and then like 1979, they figured out that didn't need to be the thing. So no yellow. Yeah, yellow. Thirteen to two, and none. No no splash. No Gatorade pour. Ten to one. Oh, is that the lifeless Patriots who, yeah. oh, we've been here before. We don't do this. Well, and they're so scared of Belichick. Like, they'll probably cut him. 
He'll be like, okay, he'll get like he'll start as soon as the game ends. He'll go to the locker room and he'll start working on next season. And he'll be he'll get I one of his joyless. He'll get Matt Patricia, and he'll be like, hey, who who, uh, who hit me with the Gatorade? And he'll be like, oh, is he'll tell, and then he'll be like, okay, cut those guys. Those guys are out it's here. so weird to think that like a few years ago he had some sort of affair. Like to think that that guy has sex. It, like he doesn't. He, fucked his he doesn't seem life. like. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's remotely a sexual being. No, not at all. Um, is he? Is he still with? He's with a woman, a blonde woman, because he was sleeping with her on the ferry the other. Did you see that picture where he had like? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he, he's got like a hat over his face or yeah. something. Yeah, he's he's he had nodded off in in her bosom. Uh, okay, that's the that's all the props I'm covering. I'm sure there's ones that to do with the actual game. You know what I couldn't find? Safety. Like, will yeah. there, will there be a safety? I always like that. Will there be a safety? I feel like there usually aren't safeties in regular games, yeah. but Super Bowls there tend to be yeah. more than average. And I think a couple years ago, the first score of the game was a safety. Patriots. I think Brady. It was not Brady getting sacked or something. For yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, or intentional grounding in the end zone. One of those deals. Shout out. Shoot us your thoughts on the on the prop bets for the Super Bowl. Also, the yeah. Super Bowl's gotten into weird Roman numerals. It's like L-I now. Nobody uses L. No, yeah, let's, just, that. let's just do the number. It's 50-something, right? Are we into the 50s? Is the L-L-51? L-I is 51. 51, yeah. But they didn't want to do Super Bowl L last year because that loser. looked like loss, oh, loser. Yeah, loser. So they, yeah. did, they did the number 50. 50, and now we're doing L-I, lame. Lame yeah. I. Okay, what is going on, Ed? What what do we need to talk about? Oh wait, hold on. If you want to reach out, re- if you have thoughts on the prop bets, or there's prop bets that you're interested in, or you want to just want to weigh in, you can do that. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Go there. Do that. Okay. Yes, Ed. Sports. Okay, this is sports. Just bear with me. We'll, we'll get to the sport. Uh, despite winning the election in early November, tangerine huge shitheel President Donald Trump was still upset that people are bringing up that he lost the popular vote by 3 million votes. Yeah. The, the Apprentice host presided over a dinner for members of Congress last week when he reiterated his newfound zeal for sniffing out voter fraud. When a Democrat pushed back in his pursuit, Trump relayed a story told to him by pro golfer Bernard Longer that helped cement his view that the election was tainted. Longer, a 59-year-old native of Bavaria, Germany, a winner of the Masters twice, was standing in line at a polling place near his home in Florida on election day, the president explained, when an official informed Mr. Longer he would not be able to vote. Uh, ahead and behind Longer was were voters that, who did not look as if they should be allowed to vote, Mr. Trump said, according to staff members, but they were nonetheless permitted to cast provisional ballots. The president threw out the names of Latin American countries so the voters might have come from. The anecdote, the aide said, was greeted with silence, and Mr. Trump was prodded to change the subject by rents previous. Uh, the press followed up with Longer's daughter and uh, – she said her father, who lives in Boca Raton, is a German citizen with a permanent resident status in the U.S. who is by law barred from voting. Yeah. So he never showed up at a voting place. And she said he's a citizen of Germany. 
I, he's not a friend of President Trump's, and I don't know why you would talk about him. Now, Brian, if you wanted to prove voter fraud, which celebrity that hasn't been mentioned in the last 20 years would you use? Bernard Longer, Snow, <laughs> Right Said Fred, or three-point specialist Craig Hodges? Informer, you know so daddy me snow I'm gonna play a licky boom boom down <laughs> 12 inches of snow Ed get it because I was trying I was digging I was like who hasn't been mentioned snow. I thought of Craig Hodges and snow and right said Fred snow well snow snow I happen to know is Canadian so much like Bernhard Longer <laughs> he's not vote. right said Fred's German right <laughs> yeah I don't they had accents there was two of them they're bald. There's yeah. something. I mean, that's going to be a tough era to explain to our kids that that existed. Oh yeah, this was like the number one song in 1992. Uh, there's, there's, there's two. I totally, I totally forgot about that. So I'd have to go with Craig Hodges because he's the only citizen involved, which but that apparently doesn't matter to Donald Trump. I do like. There's a couple things I like about this. First of all, from the day one of this guy's presidency. Every fucking thing that happens in every cabinet meeting and everything that happens in the White House or anywhere is in the Washington Post. Like these, there's yeah. so many leaks. The people that work for this guy cannot fucking wait to run to newspaper reporters to tell them exactly what's happening. And if you if you read the story that Ed is referencing here, he tells this story to all these members of Congress, and everyone just sits there fucking dumbfounded in silence because they're like. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Because he's telling him that Bernhard, this Donald Trump is such a fucking star fucker that he just wants people to think that he's friends with Bernhard Longer. Like he thinks that's that's really the point of what he's getting at is hey, and hey, guess anybody what? There I know gives a Bernhard shit about a German Longer. golfer. Yes, like well, <laughs> and Bernhard Longer's telling him that he's standing between two Hispanics who clearly were not allowed to vote because of their brown fucking skin. I love it. And his daughter's like, no, he never showed up to vote. Yes, he can't yes. vote because he's he can't Bernhard vote. Why would he show Longer? up in the polling place just to hang out? Yes. Also, Bern- what a odd story. Bernard Longer, so short. He's just a wee little guy. He's a tiny little guy, uh, but he's very, like a lot of Germans, very precise. <laughs> very, like, hit, the ball goes where he wants it to go. He probably takes a lot of practices, does a lot of practice rounds. Okay, what else? Uh, 27-year-old Viral Short. Chadua, manager of an Exxon in Gainesville, Georgia, read a Boston Globe article. Uh, he says, belittled the Atlanta Falcons and their entire fan base. So he decided to take action. On Monday, in a direct response to the article and to stick it to Patriots fan, Chadua banned the sale of Sam Adams in the Exxon until awesome. the Super Bowl's over. Awesome. I was excited after the Falcons won and was irritated after reading that article. Chadua told Sportsbook. SB Nation? What is that? SB Nation. But anyway. SB Nation is like a, is like a Yahoo Sport. It's like a yeah. online. Right, right, right. It's uh, like a bleacher report. Atlanta fans, Atlanta fans don't have too much to cheer for. So the Falcons being in the Super Bowl is very exciting for us. In the liquor store section of the Exxon Tiger Mart, a white poster board sign with blue marker reads, We will not be selling any Sam Adams until yeah. after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hashtag rise up. Rise Brian, up. Brian, two questions. Yeah. Two questions. One, did you think it was remotely possible there was a guy named Viral Chidua living in the state of Georgia? And two, yeah. 
what's the most mediocre thing in Boston that Massholes insist is great? Sam Adams, the drop, Dropkick Murphys, Dunkin' Donuts Coffee, or the Mighty Mighty Boston? Oh, wow, that's good. Okay, well, I had to make sure. I wasn't sure which Viral Chidua you were talking about. I'm glad you clarified that it's the one that owns the Exxon Tiger Mart in Atlanta. <laughs> Two, B, um, Dunkin' Donuts by far... They, 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 this Dunkin' Donuts has migrated itself to where I live here in Southern California. It's uh, always been in New Jersey. The best coast. And these people, there's one on, it's on my commute. It's on my way to work. I literally pass by it every day. I've never stopped. But when it opened, people, losers, spent the fucking night so they could be the first. To get a donut at Dunkin' Donuts. And here's the thing about Dunkin' Donuts. It's a fucking chain donut store. It's fine. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's like, just like, it's like Winchell's. It's like, name, I can't, I don't know any chain. I've had like, you know. They're all the same. It's just a chain donut. It's just shitty ingredients. They make a shitty donut. They make a regular fucking cup of coffee. And these these people, these East Coasters, they, they shit themselves. They actually have physical reactions because it's a thing that they have where they're from, which to me is crazy because when I go to another place, I don't want the shit that I can get at home. When I go to other places, I want the shit that they have in those places. So when I go, I don't go, hey, give me a Corona because I know what a Corona tastes like. I want to taste what you guys have here. Give me a Yingling or a Ginny Ale. Like, well. You know what I mean. I'd pass on the Yingling, but yeah, I, I get the point. <laughs> Yingling. Um, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> uh, yeah, America's oldest beer. Maybe they should have changed the recipe by now. You get, you get, um, <laughs> you get the point, though. Like, I don't I want the shit. Like, However, it, we have in and out. are a little too pumped up over In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, but You know what? I've, I've yeah. had it, and guess what? It tastes like a bunch of these burger places well, I've had. The thing about In-N-Out, In-N-Out is good because, and this is what people don't throw into the mix in and out, you get. We've got secret. Uh, we've got a secret menu. No, no, no. You get a double burger, fries, and whatever lemonade usually, and the whole fucking thing is five dollars. Like you that's, go, that's pretty swell. You go there. You you get a perfectly good burger, delicious, fresh, never frozen. You eat the thing, and you're you're out half a sawbuck, Ed. Five bucks. That's pretty, that's pretty nice. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, but but like here, I have here I have um, In and Out, and In and Out's like a regional chain. But if I go to maybe if I go to Vegas, they have In and Out in Vegas. But I would want to get something local to Vegas because I'm not always in Vegas. I can I can get In and Out every fucking day of my life. Same with Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, when when I was uh, when I was in London around the time of the Olympics, like about a week before they started. That like you would just see people from every country, but the people that stood out the most to me were Americans because yeah. I was acutely aware of they when the they were fattest. there and being loud and being annoying. And you're like, ah, oh. you know, I don't want to be grouped in with them at the other end of the bar. Like, hey, do you know those people? No, 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 I don't know. But anyway, there was I was in a pub and it was a, like a, a a proper decent pub, and the guys asking if they have any Budweiser. Like, what? Uh, yeah. Budweiser. He's asking. He's ordering Bud Heavies somewhere. Yeah. What? Yeah. 
but like people that go to a bar and they're like Bud Light, give me a Bud Light. Like that's like that is the that's the extent to which your curiosity reaches. Just give me the <laughs> same fucking thing I drink every night when I go home and try to escape my sad yeah. existence. Yeah. Give me a tall glass of sadness. Yeah, like to venture out. Like there might be. First of all, Bud Light I would argue is the worst tasting beer. It's I somebody bought me one in the bleachers last summer, and I, I mean, I drank it, but just because somebody else paid for it, I was so bummed out, and it was just as disgusting as I recall. But I, for me, like when I'm at a ball game, I, I it's any port in a storm kind of thing, sure. like. I, I don't I don't really think much about it, but I wouldn't choose to have it no. outside of a stadium kind of situation. I get it. Yeah. No, I understand. But be adventurous, people. Like change it up. There's there's a whole world outside of, of your little bubble that you live in. Your fucking liberal elitist bubble. Get out of it. <laughs> and see the real America. Yeah. See how they really live. What else, Ed? Another sports story. This past week in Philadelphia, Donald Trump and Mike, I call my wife Mother Pence, spoke at a Republican retreat. Mother? Mother? Oh, Mother. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Please have intercourse, Mother. (laughs) Um, (laughs) After they were done, retired Uh, giant In his defense, Ed, Mike Pence takes the pussy. (laughs) When Mike Pence wants the pussy, he takes the pussy, okay? He he gets it. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) After they were done, retired giant head, giant forehead spokesman, endorsement whore Peyton Manning got on stage. Yeah. And this was the first time Manning has put himself out there for the orange shitbag. Over the past year, Manning, uh, the frequent Republican donor, was asked if he supported Trump, and he's been noncommittal. Now, conversely, Trump does. has brought Manning up frequently, yeah. including when discussing his recent speech to the CIA. Uh <laughs> CIA with his own staffers, uh, he he gave the impression of support from the intelligence community when he was talking to David Muir of ABC. Yeah, he brought his his own cheering section. Yeah, I got a standing ovation. In fact, they said it was the biggest standing ovation since Peyton Manning had won the Super Bowl, and they said it was equal. I got a standing ovation. It lasted for a long period of time. I know when I do good speeches – I know when I do bad speeches. That speech was a total home run. They loved it. Now, Brian, now that Manning is aligned with the new president, speculation has run wild about whether Manning will now run for office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, Brian, my question for you for you is this. How will Papa John respond to this new bromance? Will he set his genitals on fire, or will he find a new friend to endorse his shitty pizza? No, I think – Papa John probably brokered this hang. Like they, he's, he's he's down with the cause as well. Like they're all team Trump. I imagine. I do. I do miss that time that Papa John got real wasted. He's like a Louisville (laughs) guy. He was yeah. He was bright red. Yeah, so hammered. Um. So what? Do do I have any? How how should I react to this? Of course, Peyton Manning's a Republican. But the thing is, you can be a Republican without sucking orange cock. Right. Yeah. Like it seemed like he had character yes. that he was like he he was thinking, you know what? I'm a Republican. I've donated to Bush and all these other people. But like I got to draw the line. And then sure enough, once Trump won, he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm on board. Yeah. Because he donated to uh, to what's it, uh, to Jeb. 
That was yeah. who he and his brother donated to earlier in the campaign. Jeb exclamation point. Like there's a guy, there's a guy that who, who supports the things you guys say you're all about. Right. And if, if you support a Jeb, guess who you don't really support? That's right. Fucking. That's right. That's exactly right. Those are right. two completely different people. That's exactly right. Um, Ed. Yeah. What are the things I always forget? There's, you know me, I'm a libtard, snowflake, but <laughs> I do, I'm, and of course, I'm anti-death penalty in nearly every case, except for weaponized. You, well, yeah, that, that was the punchline. Hold on. <laughs> Before that, there's um, intentionally causing traffic. Death, right. Death penalty case. Um, I, th- I had a couple more. I know we've added some. We've added. See, I should. I should write this shit down. Well, definitely intentionally causing traffic. Secondly, weaponizing your bodily fluids. Florida woman arrested for pelting police officer with her. Get ready for it. Take the kids out of the room. Uh. Florida woman arrested for pelting her. Pelting police officer, easy for me to say, with her quote, wet used tampon. Oh, no. Shock this went down in Florida. A Florida woman was arrested last night after she pelted a cop with a quote, wet used tampon. Oh, which, which a police report characterized as a deadly weapon. I don't, I can't really argue. According to cops, this is a new one, Ed. Takora Fields. What? Doesn't that sound? Doesn't that sound? Doesn't that sound like uh, where Prince Harry's going to be playing polo this weekend? (laughs) Come on, come on! Rolex is is sponsoring Prince Harry's polo match at Takora Fields. You guys coming? I can get you. Hello, love. I can get you. Wear your blazer. I can get you an invite. Just make sure you have your spats. When you when you Don't show up to Takora Fields, in a twist, I'm over at Takora Fields. <laughs> uh, she was shockingly involved in a brawl Monday night in Saint Petersburg. That's the Greater Tampa area, Ed, where she resides. Uh, and someone investigated the fight. Fields told the the um, Saint Petersburg cop to quote suck her pussy. Mm. adding that I'll hit you with my tampon bitch. Like she was ready. Like this is premeditated. Like this is, this is definitely like she has shown intent. She didn't just reach. She this is this for is, an altercation. This is first degree attempted murder. This is not, uh, she didn't just re- look around this and is, look for a weapon. Right, and go, this isn't third degree. Yeah. This is, Oh, all, all I've got, all I've got here is my, my used, my in-use tampon. I'm just going to whip it out and fling it. And you think she did that thing where she like had it by the string and sort of like whipped it? Or did she like, did she um, ball it up and just oh, sort you're, of- Oh, you're like, saying swinging it around like a mace? Yeah, yes. Like towed it like a mace and then just let it fly. Or, yeah. did, she, or did she- She was or, doing like the hammer throw. Yeah. Or did she go like Yasiel Puig from the warning track and just wing it in there on one hop? Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah. The question always has to be asked is what What was the end game here? Yeah. She was she. They were, they were breaking up a fight, and she yeah. pulled that out. Yeah, like I. 
What do you what do you hope to get out of throwing your used tampon at a cop, a St. Peter, Petersburg cop? Like what's what's that going to get you? What's probably what, not off. What is what? I wish I could interview her and just go to Cora Fields. What did success look like there? Like what was what was a win in that situation going to feel like to you? Because I I can't picture it. Um, after issuing the threats, Ed Fields was then seen with both her hands in her genital area with her pants open. Uh, oh. She was then observed throwing a wet white paper object at the cop. The tampon struck the officer's left shoulder. Ed, should this guy be allowed to retire with full benefits? I, I don't see the difference in this and getting shot no. on the job. No. Like this is because the psychological damage how do you approach anyone again and trust anyone again no it's it's this guy deserves all the hazard pay he can get yeah it's ptsd like he can't walk into a cvs now he definitely can't go anywhere near that aisle right he goes down aisle eight and he's just gonna he's gonna shut down that poor guy i mean that this is the type of shit when you hear you know the police officers putting it all on the line like you think oh you know cops and robbers shootouts like there's shit like this that can just destroy someone's life it's true it's, it's a it's, lot of shit that that you have to deal with it's a hard job being a cop that's why we got to pay them more and we got to get the Absolutely. best of the best out there on the streets because it's not easy having to deal with this kind of shit every day you never know when somebody's going to weaponize their maxi pad maybe shoot a snot rocket at you <laughs> and also ejaculation ed they're ejaculate I, just, I clicked on the link right now and she's 28 years old like, i mean she, she looks like story. she looks like kind of a hybrid of otis nixon and greg odin <laughs> she does not like 28 years old did, did otis nixon die he might have but like not of old age like you think. He was like only fifty. He wasn't that old. That guy looked seventy five. He looked he looked like like maybe it was cool Papa Bell playing for the Atlanta Braves. Right. Right. Oh like he didn't look like a guy of his era. Breaking news. Otis Nixon not dead. Oh also Congratulations. How, how fucking old is this guy? Otis Nixon, because when he was when he was playing center and batting leadoff with the dual ear flap helmet back in the day, I thought for sure he was about I don't know seventy one years old. But yeah, but even if you, I'm gonna say, let's say nineteen ninety, he was thirty eight. Yeah, that's about right. So mm-hmm. thirty eight. So. That was 27 years ago. Is he 65? Pretty close. Otis Nixon, January 1959, 58. No, 59. Wait, hold on, I lost it. I, I uh, 68. No, 50. 58. What did you say? 59. 59 to 2017. He's 58. January just celebrated his 58th birthday. Otis Nixon. Um, There's no way that guy ever looked like 17. A little aside, he was married briefly for four years 
in the 2000s to R&B singer Pebbles. What? Do you remember Pebbles? She's I kind of know that. She was kind of hot. Back in back I thought you were going to say Tony Braxton because she was married to pretty much everyone. Yeah. Curtis Martin and everyone. She was married to Curtis Martin. Did Curtis Martin go to prison? Oh, no, that's Dave Meggett. No, Curtis Martin's a good dude. Like, I saw one of those, it was one of those too lazy to even, like, that's the ultimate laziness when you're too lazy to even change a remote and you've got a remote in your hand. And I was watching one of those, like, NFL Network specials, and, like, he's just one of those dudes who just is just nice to everybody and donates his time and money. (laughs) So I did an image search for Pebbles. Yeah, yeah. And it's just thousands of pictures of actual Pebbles. Oh, I would have said, what's her name from the Flintstones, the daughter? No, just pebbles, like actual pebbles. Like, is anyone really trying to find pictures of fucking pebbles on a beach? No, no, I can't it's imagine. They would singer. She is pretty attractive. Yeah, not bad. I mean, she's way too hot for Otis Nixon. Oh, she filed a $40 million lawsuit over a TLC biopic. Oh, really? Well, was she in TLC? No, that was Left Eye, Chili, and that other one. She said the film's a lie. Oh, unbelievable. Atlanta, there's an an Atlanta connection here. Pebbles was portrayed as the mean, nasty, abusive stepmother who financially exploited the three young women seeking to find their way to fame and fortune. She's the stepmom of TLC? (laughs) I guess so. We're learning a lot. Otis Nixon, Pebbles. Unbelievable. Ed, don't you hate when people make campaign promises. Well, so we've been talking about Trump. One thing you can say about this guy is he's true to his word. I mean, yeah, he tells a lot of lies, like mostly tells lies, but the shit he was saying when he was campaigning that everyone's like, ah, he's just saying that. Don't worry. He's just saying that shit. Well, no, he actually meant it because he's doing it all now. He's doing all the shit he said. Well, similarly, there's, I think we talked about this on the show. There's an Italian porno actress. I assume she's a porno actress. I don't know. I would. She's just referred to as an actress in this story. Well, maybe in Italy. You know, the line is very blurred. Yeah, the line's a little blurred there. Like things, you know, Caligula. Like shit is not so cut and dry over there. This is a little bit freer. Well, she said. Before the um, before some election, there was a um, na- nationwide referendum on government reform, and she said, "Hey, if you guys, everyone that votes no on this, I'll suck your dick." Mm. And it turns out the no's prevailed, and now Paola Salino, who's not unattractive. No, she isn't. Is, she's, she is attractive. She's on a 22-day Pampa tour. And Pampa, which is like Italian for pump, is mm-hmm. Italian slang for sucking dick. So this chick is out there. Playing the skin flute. Just blowing everybody. To just say thank you for their votes. And it begs the question. She's going through with it. It begs the question. Let's be honest. This 
She's not bad looking. She looks like she's got. She's attractive. Looks like she's got some implants. I'm just looking at her Instagram right now. Like she really gets it. She's she's a fan of that lying on your back, holding the camera above you. Pick. Oh, she's got the she's got the real big iPhone like you, Ed. Uh, she's got she's got the mouse ear yeah. shot with her ass. But yeah. she doesn't. She doesn't like. She's not like a mess. Like she keeps the eyebrows nice. You know, she's. No, this you would be stoked to have ch- sex with this chick, and by you, I mean me. But the thing is, is that I don't care how hot you are. Do you want to be like sloppy three hundredths? Well, the, in the BJ there's, train, there's a couple, right? There's a couple problems. One, wh- where's the quality control? How do we? How does she verify who voted and who didn't? <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, that's a, that's a that's going to be a tough thing to prove. <laughs> Do you, do you have to? Do you just come in with that little sticker that you get? I voted. I voted. Yeah. All right. Start sucking. <laughs> um, but it really depends on the starting point. Like, if you're in Pal- Palermo, yeah. down in Sicily, by the time she gets to you, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it just depends on where you are. If you're in, uh, isn't Milan pretty far north? Yes. You roll the dice. You be like, nah, might come yeah. in the first couple dozen. But you're down in Palermo. Yeah, it's too, down, too late. Down, down in Sicily. Yeah. You're, 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 really, you're really playing with fire down yeah, there. Yeah, she's, she's done. I mean, and just based on her Instagram, I'm, just, I'm guessing that she does probably, like, these, all the dicks she sucks on, this, on her Pompa tour, I'm, I'm guessing these aren't the, the first couple hundred dicks she sucked. I'm just guessing. <laughs> you're... You're not planting any flags with her. No, I'm thinking she's <laughs> she's pretty experienced, and she does. She's pretty smart. She doesn't really have like a lot of pictures on her Instagram with dudes. She's letting you know, hey, I'm available, and these my boobies are out. So if you're to, for all our Italian listeners out there, right, go hook up with Paula. Right, let us know. See what's up with her. See what she's up to. For our Sicilian listeners, sorry. Yeah, too late. Oh, she's been in the twenty-five weeks ago. She was in the Hollywood Hills. That's oh, not. I could be there in an hour or so. Well, I'm sure she didn't suck any dicks there. No, looking for fame and fortune, no, probably not. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there's downtown LA. Like this chick's been around. She's been near. Oh, there's a butt one. Leaning up, Los Angeles. Yeah, she's getting pictures of her butt taken in L.A. at some mansion. Why did I miss this? <laughs> uh, okay, we have a bunch. Alas, Ed. Yeah, fancy sauce is out of pocket. Wow, Paula Salino is in the pocket. Fancy sauce out of pocket, uh, and we have a whole bunch of. Um, emails to get to email is what's the plural of emails email emails uh it's like rbi right like it should just be email no it's not like rbi rbi is an abbreviation runs batted in email is no, a I'm word saying, i'm just saying like oh. it's probably mispronounced oh right you know like it shouldn't be emails no it's email it's just email, email, but I think people say, oh, I need to check, you know, like I got, you know, th- emails, but it shouldn't be. Just like people shouldn't say RBIs. No. That's that's what I was it's saying. Technically, you would say RSBI or just right. RBI. 
But if you say RSBI, you should probably get punished. In the you know place. who's got a real? Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> I mean, I might say RSBI just to be me. You know who's gets really annoyed at um, RBIs is uh, our very own friend of the show, Jason Stewart. I think that's yeah. one of his things that he really. He, that's one of Jason's beefs. We did a um, we did a bachelor podcast with him last week, Ed, and uh, he's. I was only able to book him because uh, his softball game was rained out, and we found out that his batting average is down like two hundred points from last season. Oh wow! He was hitting, in his head. He was hitting in the eights at slow pitch softball, like eight eighty, I think, or eight sixty. And this season, flip those numbers, six eighty only. But claims he's hitting with more power, so. To keep an eye on that, and he no off season. No, you he just plays, would think you'd get. To, I mean, he was playing double headers. Double headers. Also, like, how much time do you really want to spend? Like, if you do anything after like about eight weeks, you're thinking, yeah, I could use a, a nice long off season no. from these people. Yes, <laughs> I would. I I have not played any softball since I was maybe like nineteen or so. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I I definitely. Definitely before I turned 20, I did. <laughs> yeah. like the last of my softball. Like if for some reason I went out there on a Sunday, for somehow I ended up in a softball game and I went and played one on a Saturday or Sunday anytime soon, I'm, I feel like I would need just as long a break as I've already had from softball until the next time I played softball. It's not my thing, but I, I, I get if you, you, know, you have this thing that you do. But like it's still got to be seasonal. Like Jason Stewart is playing every week in perpetuity. Yes, and doubleheaders too. Yeah, and Ed, it's freezing here. It was. It's been like in the fifties at night. Fifty degrees. He does it for the love of the game. Yes, he's <laughs> guy. Just loves to play. Okay, so no, we'll. we'll Do you have think to... he like barrels over catchers? Like he's Pete Rose in the All Star game. Like oh, he's totally. He's. He's breaking legs just just to get a run in a softball game. Well, he's probably doing his real like he gets on base. You know how everybody like you get on base and you start bullshitting with the first baseman. Didn't that drive you crazy right. when you're a kid and you're like, yeah, you all of a sudden somebody on your team's on first base and they're and they're all of a sudden they're like breaking bread with Will Clark and you're like, wait, hey, wait, Will Clark's right. a fucking asshole. Don't make polite conversation okay. with Will Clark. I don't want you talking to Will Clark. You're on my team. What are you doing? Right, and sometimes like they'd be like laughing hard, like yes, they're buddies. jokes and stuff. Buddy, get buddy. out of here! You know, Jay Stu's doing that. He's doing all his dry material out there with those guys, seeing if they get his He's jokes. Testing out being related jokes. Okay, so uh, everyone, all you guys that sent creepy emails to Fancy Sauce this week, and by all means, keep the creepy emails coming. Like I love them, <laughs> and we will- I to- <laughs> today's that I guess we'll just postpone until next week. Yeah, we'll just save. We'll just save today's was week. especially creepy, but l- <laughs> let me remind you. And this is a this is a reminder from the Bard himself, Shakespeare. Oh yes, uh-huh. in Hamlet. Yeah. Remember, brevity <laughs> is the soul of wit. That's true. That's true. Although sometimes I don't know that. We just we just saved. I mean, by not reading it this week, we saved everybody like twelve minutes of an email. The creepiness, like sometimes you oh want you want to set you want that creepiness to sit with you. But here, I will do. Hold on, let me get 
Let me get. Uh, you got to read that email. You got to read that email in Buffalo Bill voice. <laughs> I'll read it next week. What fans are us? I really, I like, I like to know if you're in, you're hiking and you saw two people. Wait, no, 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 don't, no, don't give it away. What are you doing? <laughs> That's why. Really, okay, hold on. Let's. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start Fancy Pop because Fancy's not here. I'll, I'm gonna start it just the way she normally would. Okay. Pick it, pack it, fire it up. <laughs> Come along uh, and get Ed, it. Ed, yep. You know how we we've um, announced that we are gonna become juggalos. That's right. Well, as as there's been a few marches on Washington recently. There's another one coming up. Oh, and it's it's the Million Juggalo March. Ed, my cup runneth over. Yeah, um, it's. Let me see when it is here. It's that it, apparently the Justice Department has um, classified the Juggalos as a loosely organized hybrid gang. The least organized gang on earth. Yeah, I wouldn't call them organized. They're definitely hybrid, but that's just only because they're they've um, they're their hybrid parents humans. mated with some other <laughs> breed. <laughs> um, but these Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope and the entire Psychopathic Records family are inviting all Juggalos, Juggalettes, and of course Jugga allies. To our nation's capital on September 16th. So there's plenty of time to organize to assert their civil rights. While this may sound funny to some, it's no joke to the long list of everyday hardworking Americans who's, who've been fired from their jobs for being juggalos. So to be fired for being a juggalo means you showed up at work as a juggalo. Have you um have you seen the Zach Galifianakis FX show Baskets? Yes. His cuz he he bros down with a juggalo. He has a juggalo buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The dude working at he's, the uh, at the rodeo. Cuz it's like, "Hey, we're both clowns." And he's like, "No, you're a clown. I'm a juggalo." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. That shows one of those shows that it's so funny, but it's also has sort of a really weird. It's weird. It has like sort of a sad vibe, but oh, sort of. Yes, it's very sad. It's about a classically trained. (laughs) It's a classically trained clown from Paris that's working at a rodeo in In Bakersfield. Bakersfield, yeah. And his mom is Louis Anderson, who is who's amazing as a woman because you never you never like, hey, wait, that's Louis Anderson. You're just like, oh, that's a fat old woman. Just this weird, and then he's got he's got two stepbrothers that are are they twins? I can't remember. Yeah, he's got yeah, black twins. stepbrothers yeah, that like that she, are totally normal, and the, it doesn't make any sense why they're they're brothers. They're DJs. They're his brothers oh, yeah, they're like, are like really cool they're black <laughs> DJs, and they tour with the Chemical Brothers, and they're do, they're That's doing right. very and well. And he's a twin, and he plays an identical twin. Yeah. Skip Skip Baskets. Yes, Chip, Chip, it's, Chip it's and a Dale. Good show. It's, it's, it's yeah. Chip and Skip. S- season two started. I haven't started season two, but it's on my thing. Um, Ed, yeah, R.I.P. Mary Tyler Moore, really oh. feminist icon. Um, they're just and all time, and all time back in the day when she was playing Dick Van Dyke's wife, super hot. Go, go look at like they were showing yeah. some clips when she died. 
like an all time piece of ass back then. She was a she was like a dancer in New York when she got hired to be on this sitcom. And what a babe! Like super super hottie. Not that we want to reduce her to that, but we want to raise her up. She, but because she was so Dyke, beautiful back in the day, you know, an icon, a comedy icon. He said. She w- it was unreal how natural she was at just ad living and stuff. Like he said, she was yep. she had the best comic timing of anyone he worked with. Very very funny actress, big big star. At another passing, no, no confirmation if this guy was overtaken by a, a purple apparition in the attempt to eat a couple cherries. <laughs> Pac-Man creator dies at 91. Masaya Nakamura, founder of Namco, died on January 22nd, 91 years old. Namco released Pac-Man in 1980. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's an iconic game. It would have been a, it would have been cool if he died right at the premiere date of Adam Sandler's movie Pixels. Yes, He's like, Pixels. "Oh fuck this! I'm yes, out. Yeah. I'm out." This, I didn't. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be like this. <laughs> and also, it's it's a cool game, and like you know, it's a it's a game that I I played on like an iPad or something not that long ago, yeah. and it is just a fun, simple game. But to describe it, it's crazy. Like you could talk about other games where it's like, "All right, this guy has to defeat bad guys." This was like. All right, there's this like round head that just starts yeah. eating things, and then fruit comes out and ghosts. Yeah. Like he must have been tripping balls when he yeah. came up with that game. You eat the fruit, and then that makes it so you can eat the ghosts. Uh, Pac-Man. This is one of these games that always made me very nervous. I have a ton. I'm not a video game guy. I get a lot of anxiety at these things, but I did. I tell you what, would, would would yeah, yeah would add to the tension. I like the one, the bar one that you sat down at. Yes. You sit down and you like down. watch the board. Yeah, you put you go to like a pizza place and you sit down and your buddy sits across from you and you guys like that one I could get into. I would like to have Donkey one of those. Kong. Yeah. Yeah, that Donkey would be that would be a pretty boss move to have one of those. Uh okay, so the the Oscars are coming up. We'll close with this, Ed. The Oscars are coming okay. up. Last night they had the Screen Actors Guild Award and it's this mm-hmm. might be the year that you really want to bet on black. A lot of black Actors nominated, a lot of black movies popular this year. The cast award, outstanding performance by a cast, went to the NASA movie Hidden Figures. About the NASA. I told you that yeah. that was a that was a good movie. I just, just felt like it was like it was like the Disney version yeah. of a good story. It's like I felt like it was it was a little it would played out a little more simplistic yeah. than like, you know, these women it wasn't just like somebody said, nah, you can't, and then they proved they could. Like yeah. they, they had to deal with more shit than that that movie was was telling you. I just I they had to have. It does it definitely I haven't seen it, but it doesn't seem like a real heavy, important, like award winning type of movie. Uh but male actor in a leading wo- role. I think this is sort of an upset, although I mean it's never an upset. Denzel Washington for fences. This guy's got enough awards, but anything that keeps Awards away from La La Land is a win for me. Right, right. Ed, and so this Gosling didn't win. And also, I see this Andrew Garfield nominated for everything, and I just, he's one of these guys I really cannot stand. Uh, I haven't seen the movie that he's in, but. <laughs> I can't say I have an opinion except for why is he getting so much work? Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's not that I dislike him, but like, who is this guy? I don't like, know. Um, 
uh, big loss for Best us. That I saw, I barely, I barely saw any of the nominated movies. Right? I, I saw the list the other day, but uh, Hell or High Water was was. I know. I just keep meaning to see that. I need to see that because that's my kind of movie, and I haven't seen it. I saw the last week. I saw the founder with Michael Douglas. I mean, Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, Michael that looks good. But that's that's a this but, year. That's next year's. Academy Awards, right, but probably. the thing with that movie is, uh, you know, I could I could watch that guy read the phone book. Like, I love that guy. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was good, but there wasn't like it. I could see as an acting performance, but like the movie itself, it was it was good enough, but it wasn't like anything crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a loss for us in the female actor in a leading role at the SAG Awards. That Emma Stone got it for La La Land. Here's <laughs> here's here's an impression of me. 45 into 45 minutes into any movie I've ever seen that had Emma Stone in it. Hey, is that Emma Stone? <laughs> um, also nominated were, I don't know, Amy Adams. No, no performances that I've seen. Natalie Portman. She played Jackie Onassis, which is usually, if you play a historical character, especially an important one that all, lot, lots of people loved, that's usually a slam dunk, but, Apparently not for Natalie Portman. Um, Moonlight, probably my favorite movie this year. I haven't seen Hell or High Water, but... Uh, I didn't see Moonlight. But, Mars- yeah. Marshala Ali won for Moonlight. And again, very, very good movie. Ensemble, this is um, actor in a supporting role. And I guess it is a supporting role. But this is one of those movies where it's three... It's um, the it's a kid, and it's three different times in his life. And this Marshala Ali is only in one of the times. Like, he's not even in the whole movie which, you know, I don't know. I mean, he was he's definitely good in the movie, but I've heard good things about that lion with Dev Patel, and he was also nominated, but, oh, but did yeah, not win. I saw the preview before The Founder. It's like about somebody trying to find his family. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I get it. I get yeah, it. Come on, we get it. Find yourself on your own time. Give uh, me a real movie. Female actor in a supporting role, Viola Davis, Fences. That's the one with, uh, that's the play. It's a play. That uh, that Denzel Washington produced, and they both won in that one. That's the um, the woman, the mom in Moonlight. She was nominated in that category, and uh, she's in the whole movie Moonlight. And she's fantastic. I think that guy Ali, he was in Hidden Figures too. Yeah, I think he is. He played he's like also the, in Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all he plays Remy. He's good on actor. House of Cards. I feel like I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of shit. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Um, Stranger Things ensemble drama series. People seem to like that. That kept it out of the hands of Westworld. Fuck Westworld. Um, also, oh, John Lithgow. This is Fancy Sauce. That guy forced, me. He's out. creepy. Fancy Sauce has forced me to watch one episode of this, and this is something called The Crown. It's on Netflix, and it's about um Queen. Who's the current Ass. Queen Elizabeth? It's Queen Elizabeth when she, but she when she was young, and this John. Oh. Lith- when her her racist stuttering dad was, or is it her anti semite stuttering dad was yeah. still alive? Yes, yeah. Well, he was. I mean, the one I saw, he was dying, and he has he has like lung cancer, and he's coughing up blood constantly, which is a hard pass for me. Pleasant scene to watch. Coughing up blood and anything, especially multiple scenes of it, hard pass. I'm out on that. Um, John Lithgow's in it, and he plays Winston Churchill, and it's always a little weird when an American person is the only American in a movie where everyone else is British, and they're also playing a British guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, went a long distance for that. Um, the wo- the woman that plays Queen Elizabeth in the Crown one, and then Orange is the New Black. I didn't know that was still a show. 
Um, William H. Macy, shameless. He's fantastic and everything. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Veep. She wins every year and she's – She's great on yeah, that I don't show. Know, I don't know why she ever wouldn't win. It's an incredible show and she's just amazing in it. It's great. Um, Brian Cranston won when he played LBJ. See, that's the thing. You, If you play a famous person that everybody knows, historical person, it's usually a big winner. Sarah Paulson, uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. Okay, that's it. Ed, anything you want to add? I think I think, I think we're, the uh, the fancy pop section was missing an important ingredient this week. I think it went great. I think it went swim- well. <laughs> I think I think I think we could have used a, a little a little we, uh, creepiness. We well, yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> I was ready. I was ready to lay into that one. So. It, uh, Got it. Deflating to not have lay, Kate here. Lay here, into raise up. Like these <laughs> these are these kind of emails are welcome. If you like next week we will get to these. Who would you rather see naked? <laughs> no, stop, stop. Don't give it up. Uh, if, me. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you have any questions for Fancy's House, we will definitely get to these next week. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Reach out with any questions you have, any kind of interaction you would like to have with us. We are happy to answer anything you bring to the table, particularly if it creeps us and our female partner out. Yeah. Uh, until Ed, great job. Great job. Great job. Me. Um, Yeoman's in, work until next week for Ed daily. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 154 of the baller lifestyle podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you.